You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: the roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hey, everybody. Hope you had a great weekend. And boy, do we have some things to talk about today with the NFL. We've got the World Series, Game 3. We got the Kings beginning a four-game road trip in Charlotte. And, of course, we have your phone calls to get to right here on Listen Up. Great to have you with us. And why don't we start off talking about the NFL, and we start with the 49ers. And, I mean, getting Christian McCaffrey, I mean, think about how dynamic that offense is going to be with Debo Samuel on the field, who did not play yesterday. And the 49ers own the Rams. Yeah, I'm well aware that they lost in the NFC Championship game. The Rams don't want any part of the 49ers, okay? That's twice in a span of four weeks the Niners have kicked their ass. All right, the Rams don't want to see the 49ers if the Rams are fortunate enough to make the playoffs this year. That's the last team they want to see, all right? The Niners are, and I've been talking about this early on in the season, all right? I made this comment in week two when Trey Lance got hurt. I said the Niners are now going to win the division, and nothing has changed in my opinion. The Niners are the best team in that division. They will win the division, barring an injury to Jimmy Garoppolo, all right? They will win the division. Christian McCaffrey adds a dynamic to that team that gives them a, a, a dangerous look, all right? When you get Debo Samuel on the field with George Kittle, and McCaffrey, and I, Ook, all right, how are you going to defend that team? How on earth are you going to defend that team? So to me, the 49ers are the team to beat, and I believe that the NFC right now is a three-team race, all right? Here are the three teams that could come out of the NFC. Philadelphia, Dallas, and San Francisco. I don't see any other team in the NFC that will be playing in the Super Bowl this year. And to me, it's either going to be San Francisco or Philadelphia. I mean, you know, all the Eagles keep on doing is winning. They just keep on winning. And they keep on winning, and they keep on getting better and better and better. They're 7-0. and uh, They are the real freaking deal. They've already won a game against Dallas. So at the very worst, they can only split the season series. So, again, the Eagles have a two-game lead over Dallas and the Giants in that division. And they're going to, you know, again, can't forecast injuries. We get that. Can't forecast injuries. But the Eagles are really, really good. They're really good. Now, I'm not, you know, people say, well, what about Minnesota? I'm just not sold on Kirk Cousins going in and winning that game that he has to win. That's why I'm not crazy about the Minnesota Vikings. 
I, I think that they're very beatable for a team that is six and one. Got to give them credit. They're going to win the division. They're running away and they're going to hide in that division. There's nobody in the NFC South that I think is capable of doing much in the playoffs, including Brady and Tampa. You know, Seattle currently is leading that division, but they're not better than San Francisco. They're just not. And the Niners will win that division, barring unforeseen injuries. Okay? And again, I'm not taking anything away from Seattle. They play up in Seattle on December 15th. So if the Niners win that game, then they would, you know, win the head-to-head because they would have two wins against the Seahawks. So, you know, again, you have the Niners. They're on a roll right now. When I'm And I, I listen, I'm fully aware they're coming off a loss before they beat the Rams. But what I'm saying is they're on a roll personnel-wise. They're going to be very difficult in the second half of the season. Then you have the Raiders. And what a pathetic, embarrassing performance. And I did a rant on this today. You know, Mark Davis had a coach that the players loved playing for last year and Rich Passaccia. They made the playoffs. They were ascending, all right? Almost beat Cincinnati in the playoffs, the team that went to the Super Bowl. And what did Mark Davis do? Said, we're going to go in a different direction. Passaccia did not get the job. They bring in Josh McDaniels. Do you see the Raiders didn't even have 200 yards of total offense? Dennis Allen, who was fired by the Raiders by Al Davis, and he should have been fired, by the way. Derek Carr, terrible. 15-26, an interception, 101 yards. Couldn't run the ball. Couldn't do anything. Could not do anything at all. Terrible performance. And their season is over. I said it was over two weeks ago, but it's really over now. Two and five and 0-4 and on the road for the Raiders. Brutal. Absolutely brutal. All right, a little baseball tonight. World Series Game 3 in Philly, if you want to chime in on that. And the uh, Kings are going to be uh, tipping up the ball here in just a moment. They begin a four-game road trip uh, in Charlotte. They go Charlotte, Miami, Orlando, uh, and Golden State. Busy night in the association. Uh, in addition to the Kings and Hornets, 76ers are in Washington. The Nets host the Pacers. Uh, Atlanta is at Toronto. Detroit is at Milwaukee. The Jazz host the Grizzlies. And the Rockets take on the Clippers. By the way, the Jazz, they beat the Grizzlies in their last game. And they are 5-2. and two. And when you look at the standings, as we get to the second week of the NBA season, Portland, Phoenix, San Antonio, and Utah already with five wins. And I'm not surprised by Phoenix. I am surprised by Portland, San Antonio, and Utah. And another reason why the Kings cannot fold on this road trip, three of those teams, Portland, San Antonio, and Utah, a lot of people thought the Kings would end up better than. Now, they still may, but they're in a hole already, and we're not even through the second week of the season. All right? Then you have New Orleans, Memphis, Minnesota, Denver, all with four wins. And here are your teams that are currently not in the top eight that I think you can say without any degree of hesitancy are better than Sacramento. Golden State, three and four. Dallas, three and three. Clippers are really struggling uh, at two and four. One of their wins, though, uh, against uh, Sacramento. So there you have it. We've set the table for you. Uh, It is now your turn here on a busy Monday. And again, the Kings uh, and the Hornets are going to be starting here 
in just a couple of minutes. All right, let's get to Antonio. Antonio, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Great, good. How are you doing, Grant? Good, buddy. Hey, so uh, you, you hit on a good point, you know, you know, me being a Raider fan. Um, yeah, it was disgusting, terrible, and uh, just a horrible loss to watch yesterday. Although, I will say, I've seen it before. I've been a Raider fan. I've, I've said it a hundred times, many, many years. Um, but with your point about Mark Davis, you know, getting rid of Basaccia, who looked like they had the team, like you said, ascending um, on the way up, uh, they call it, ticking up. Um, he goes and trades, gets rid of 25 guys from that roster are changed from last year. He brings in Josh McDaniels. Um, and I've even people, people say now is Derek Carr, a, a coach killer. I mean, this wasn't all on Derek. Yes. The defense has one legitimate star on that team on the defensive side. Um, I'm lost for where this team can go now. Um, I'm not throwing in the towel as far as me being a fan, but you're right about the season. There's, there's absolutely, um, no hope. I'm curious to see what they do tomorrow with that, with the trade deadline, if they're going to make any moves, um, if you're going to trade Derek, this would be the time to trade tra- Derek. I, and much as I, you know, I've tried to defend him, but, you know, he's only good enough to get you so far. Um, Devontae Adams um, experiment hasn't worked out. So um, I'm lost to, to see where this, and I'm curious to see where the next move, because Mark Davis, you or me and you know that you, you, you knew Al Davis. Uh, Mark Davis is not a football guy. Yeah. No, he's not. Never has been, never will be. And, uh, you know, again, he just, um, the, the John Gruden hire was a bad hire. This hire appears to be a bad hire. It's just, um, it's unfortunate. You know, the Raider fan base is so great and they're so passionate. They deserve better than this. I mean, last year they finally, I shouldn't say finally, you know, they, they get into the playoffs and yeah, I thought they played pretty well against Cincinnati. I mean, that was a very tight game. Yeah, they lost, but okay. You lost to a team that went to the Super Bowl, and you know, they just, they had a good vibe last year with Passaccia and then they changed that. And now look at them. They look pathetic. Yeah. You know, you know, you know, you know, you know, I like to go to games. So I've dropped a couple yep. grand already this year. So um, the ch- tickets will be cheaper, I guess now. So if I want to go see another team, but um, uh, thanks for the, letting us have a little yep. time to talk to get a little venting out, but I'm, I'm, I, I'm curious to see where it goes. And I'll, I'll be checking in more when I hear some more Raider news. Thank you, Grant. Thank you, Antonio. Appreciate you as always. Good stuff for you uh, calling the show. Let's get to uh, Jeff. Jeff, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Great, Grant. Thanks for uh, having me on. I love yes, the show today with Sean. And Ryan, got a compliment, Thank you. Ryan. He has a great background. He had uh, your show up on the back in his background. He was looking good, man, looking dapper. There you go, man. Happy to hear that. Glad that you liked it. He looked good, right? And I'm glad he's uh, healthy. Anyways, uh, yep. I wanted to talk a couple things, Niners and uh, Kings. Can you imagine the 49ers if they don't do uh, uh, the draft with uh, Lance, if they would have got Micah Parsons, who went 12, or if they would have got Jamar Chase in that draft instead of taking Lance? Oh, my God. I know that's I, I well, know that's a you know yeah every team in every every team in the league can go back and say that you know I, I know I, I I just you know like Sean picked up the subject today I mean, it's too early to tell about this and if Jimmy goes down you know we got the next guy and then Lance could, next year but I, I just you know they as long as Jimmy doesn't do 
interceptions, throwing off his back foot, you know, the Niners will be okay. I mean, if he could just remember the old term game manager, you know, yep. he just manage the game, note do stupid turn, just throw the damn ball away, throw it, do like Tom Brady does, throw it out of bounds, up in the grandstands, whatever you got to do, don't force it in there. And uh, Sean had a good thing when he said, throw it to throw the receiver open. That that was a great point he made. Great point. So any, go ahead. No, you finish. Go ahead. Anyways, I want to talk about the Kings. I, I know I texted you the other night, and I, I I almost had my get sick bag with that game. What a pathetic third quarter! I don't know what it is with these third quarters. They, I mean, you have a twenty. What do you have? Twenty-two point lead, and you blow it down. To, I mean, you've seen it a number of times over the years with all NBA teams, but oh, it, it just and then. Was the bonus getting in foul trouble? Uh, it just looked like the writing was on the wall. They did come out with a win. A win is a win. But, oh, it was torture. Torture. Well, um, they won the game, but you're right. Uh, that third quarter was absolutely brutal. I mean, there's no other way to say it. It was absolutely pathetic. That was a pathetic third quarter, but they held on, they won, and I guess that's all that really matters. Uh, so we'll see what happens. They, you know, they're in Charlotte right now uh, playing. Uh, it's just, I don't know what else to say. Uh, the, I, I like consistency in sports, and the Kings are anything other than consistent. I think we can say that. Right, right. And you were right about Herder. Man, did he shoot lights out the other night? He's a hell of a player. Yeah, yep. you told me he was way better than Monk. Well, he put it. No, I God, not even I close. Think, I didn't think after hurting his shoulder, he was going to – but the dude was money. He was money. And, and and Keegan Murray looks – that kid looks smooth. I mean, I know he – Yeah, he's missed, good. He had a couple turnovers, but he just – he looks smooth. He doesn't look nervous. I mean, I think they – as long as he stays healthy, I think they, they hit one there. Yep. All right, Jeff. Have a good one, man. Thanks very much. Take it easy. Take care. Bye. All right. Let's get to uh, some more phone calls here on this Monday. And we are going to say hello to Connor right here on Listen Up. Hey, Connor. Hey, Grant. How's it going? Good, buddy. What's up? So the Giants lost to the Seahawks. I mean, we knew they weren't going to go 16-1. and So I think it's a perfect time for them to get the bye week next week. It is perfect. Uh, they they got to really figure out what they're going to do on the offensive line until they get some of their bodies back. Uh, you know, I thought Gates played pretty well. He came back, and I, I he'll probably be in the lineup. But they really have their offensive line is going to be a big issue going forward for the next couple of weeks. So you know, we'll see. We'll also see if they pick up a receiver here in the next 24 hours before the dead less than 24 hours before the deadline ends. They really have to get. They really have to get Daniel Jones, uh, in my opinion, another receiver. Yeah, that would be a huge help. I think they're looking at Brandon Cooks, Jerry Judy, and DJ Moore. But after what DJ Moore did yesterday, I don't really want any part of him. <laughs> well, you know, he probably makes you a little bit better, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, and then I want to talk about Richie James a little bit. I mean, that was obviously – two huge plays in the game. Yep. I mean, how can you – I mean, would you have 
pulled him after his first muff or would you have? No, I wouldn't have pulled him after his first one. I mean, I think that, you know, one thing that Brian Dable's done, he's really instilled a lot of confidence in his players. You know, they've got a really great vibe and like, we believe in you. All right. You made a mistake. Don't make another one. But I don't know. You know, he also had a concussion. I don't know if he'll be on the field uh, returning punts in two weeks. I mean, here's the other deal. He wasn't really hit on either of those ones. You know what I mean? I mean, when I say, I know he got a concussion, but the point is he didn't really have the ball secured properly. And that would be more of a concern to me, the way he was actually holding the football, particularly on that first one. I mean, that, you can't lose a ball like that. That's just, you, you got to have better control of the football. Yeah. I think there's definitely been an overreaction by the fans. I've seen people saying that they wanted him to be cut today. I mean, he's like one of no. our top three receivers. I mean, we can't yeah, no. get rid of him. No. Right. No question. You know, that, that that's not a bad loss that the Giants had yesterday. It's, you know, they lost to Seattle. They're six and two going into the bye week. It's not a bad loss. I mean, the reality is that the, the Seattle's really not a better team than the Giants. I think they're fairly on even equal footing. I, I think if they play again in the playoffs, you know, I think the team that's at home would win the game. I think if the game is in New York, the Giants will win. And if it's in Seattle, I think Seattle will win. Yeah, I think one of the only bright spots was the play of Adoree Jackson. He had a breakup in the He's end really zone good. and had that fumble strip. That was great. He did get beat, though, on the dig uh, uh, for the uh, touchdown. That was a big touchdown. You know, he bit on the fake and, again, gave up a touchdown there. But for the most part, I mean, he's having a really, really good year. Really good year. Yeah, and then moving on to the Kings, I think, I mean, you got to have this game to start the road trip on a positive note, especially with how shorthanded they are. I mean, Dennis Smith Jr. is their starting point guard, so I know we need to capitalize. Yep. We need to come out with a better third quarter, like everyone is saying. I mean, that's been a trend for years with this team. I don't know what it'll take to fix that. I don't either. It's been very alarming. You're exactly right. So. We'll see. You know, both teams are really struggling in the first three minutes of the game tonight. But the shooting has been horrible uh, to start the game tonight in Charlotte. But um, we'll see. You know, again, it really doesn't matter how you win these games right now. You with 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 me talking about the standings and, you know, three of the teams that you thought that you might be better than Portland, Utah and San Antonio. They all have five wins. So you, you better damn well not be losing games like this tonight. Yeah, and then one more thing before I get off. Um, has anyone talked about the thing going on with Josh Primo? Because that seems like it would be a pretty big story in the NBA. Yeah, I haven't talked about it. I mean, it's more of what's gone on off the court than on the court. I I haven't really talked about it that much. I don't – what am I going to say that what, – what am I going to say to the story? I mean, I'm waiting for more facts to come out before I really comment on it. There's really – what am I going to say? You know, it's – to me, it's like – Let's wait and see what happens. Yeah, that makes sense. All right, that's all I got. Hopefully the Kings can win. All right, buddy. Take care, bud. Bye-bye. See you. All right. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. If you want to get in on the program, hit your hand icon, uh, raise your hand, uh, and we will do it. All right, we got World Series. We have got a little bit of everything. So I'm, I'm following three things at once. So on my laptop, I'm looking at statistics and stuff. And the Hornets are up 8-4, and they give the Hornets win percentage chance of 64.3%. You know, how, how freaking stupid is this stuff? You got eight minutes left to go in the first quarter, and you're telling me that Charlotte has a 64.3% chance of winning? Like, are we just like, what is wrong with our society? Like, do we really need that? Is, is there anything more absurd and stupid in an NBA game that hasn't even been four minutes of action? telling what the win percentage of a team is. I mean, it's just freaking unbelievable to me. So, you know, it's all automated. I get all of that. But, who, you know, the algorithms, the computers, I mean, get the, get rid of that nonsense, would you please? Ridiculous. All right. Again, I want to hear from you. Hit your hand icon. Uh, raise your hand. Uh, and we will do it. Uh, the Kings are down six early. Again, they go to Miami after this, then Orlando. And then they will take on the Golden State Warriors. And how about the Warriors, man? Wow. The Warriors are three and four. And they play in Miami tomorrow. But three and four. And the Warriors have not won a game on the road yet. 0 and 3 on the road. Here's something else. We talk about Sacramento's defense. Golden State in seven games is giving up an average, you ready for this, of 122 points a game. Think about that for a minute. Now, you might ask yourself, well, how bad is that, Grant? I'll tell you how bad that is. That's the worst, all right? That's the worst opposition points per game in the entire Western Conference. So how bad is that? That's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. All right. Again, Kings and Hornets uh, underway in Charlotte, first quarter. And again, a uh, six-point lead for the home team. The schedule for me coming up this week, 4 o'clock every day, right here on Listen App. Jerry Reynolds will be with me Wednesday at 3 o'clock over on my YouTube live channel. If you missed today's show that I did with Sean Salisbury, you can check it out by going to my YouTube channel if you don't like that with Grant Napier. All right, let's get to uh, Ryan in Sacktown. What's up, buddy? How are you today? Ryan? All right, that might have been an accident by Ryan. because Oh, there he is. What's up, bud? What's up, buddy? How you doing? I'm good, good, good. Excellent. How's that golf swing looking these days? You know, it's not too bad. I haven't gone out and played an actual round uh, lately, but not too bad. Um, I've been working on it a little bit and, uh, so we'll see what happens. You know, now we're hitting the, uh, you know, we're hitting the busy time of the year where I don't get out as much. So we'll see what happens, you know? 
Yeah, absolutely. It's always fun and relaxing, but frustrating at the same time. So, See, I don't uh, think I'll, I, I've never found golf to be relaxing when you're not playing well. Like I would, you know, they say that the uh, worst, what is the slogan? The worst day of golf is better than the office or your yeah. best day. At, well, I, I've never, I've never agreed with that. I, when you're playing, when I'm playing poorly on golf, in, on a golf course, there's, I would rather be doing thousands of other things than I've actually walked off the course before and, or, you know, I've stopped keeping score or what have you. When I'm not hitting the ball well, Okay, and my handicap is about an 11, just to give you an idea of how I play. So if I'm not hitting the ball well, I would, and if if it weren't for playing with either my sons or buddies and we're in the middle of a, I would walk off the course and stop playing. I would rather not play golf than hit the ball poorly. So you and I are on opposite ends of the spectrum. The only time that I would want to walk off the course is when you get matched up with that random guy that's got, you know, all the newest gear dressed up as Tiger Woods, got the nicest clubs, he's playing the gold tees, and the guy can't even hit it past the ladies' tees. Yeah. And well, it that, just slows you up. Yeah. That and the people that take forever to hit the ball, um, that drives me freaking crazy. But anyway, you know, <laughs> golf is fun. It is, for the most part, relaxing. But when I'm not playing well, I'd rather not be playing. I would rather not be playing. Fair enough, fair enough. Hey, um, you know, I, I saw a couple plays yesterday, and I know we could debate this forever, and it's been debated with the rules committee and the competition committee, but I, I'm just not understanding this catch rule. There, there were two plays yesterday. I don't know the games, but they clearly caught the ball. They clearly made a step or two, and the ball comes out, you know, helmet on ball, and it's not a catch. And, like, is there any way consistency is – ever going to be brought to that and what's your take on it well i was watching one of the games you know where mike Pereira chimed in and i think it was mccaffrey actually uh and he said he didn't have his third step down that you got to catch the ball make a step step and then have your third step to have control i i'm with you it doesn't really make sense to me i guess it doesn't pass my eyeball test you know it doesn't pass the eye test the eye test to me tells me well that's a catch that's clearly a catch then they slow it down and mike Pereira goes well you can see he, he caught the ball. There's one step, another step, and his third foot was not down yet. That's not complete control, and therefore it's an incomplete pass. So, you know, I think maybe you and I have an issue with the way the rule is written, maybe, as opposed to the way it's implemented. But uh, you and I are on the same page here. I, don't, I still don't know what the hell a, ca- a catch is anymore. Yeah, it's the way the rule's written. I mean, three. if you clearly catch the ball, okay, sure, if you're kind of bobbling it and you get hit, I can see that. But, you know, these guys are making – I thought it used to be making a NFL play or making, you know, a forward progress play. And why does it take three steps? So maybe it's something yep. they'll change. Is there anything you think that should be reviewable that's not reviewable right now? Yes, I think roughing the passers uh, penalties should be reviewable because I think there are so many mistakes that are made. And so I would like to see that. I was, I would like to see a personal foul be reviewed. Yes, I would. I agree. I agree with that one. Um, you know, I, th- there's a few things. Do you see overtime changing as well? I know they've tweeted well, here's a, I've, I, Well, here's what I'd like to do. And I've said this for years and years and years. If you are still on the – if you are still eligible to play – when the overtime starts. And what I mean by that is you haven't fouled out in regulation. If you are still eligible to play in overtime, you should get an additional foul. Mm. It's wrong for me 
that so many overtime games are decided by not your main players because they have fouled out. You give coaches extra timeouts. Why would you not give a player an additional foul? To me, I think that for every overtime period, you should get an additional foul. So if the game goes to three overtimes, you get three fouls. But you need a minimum of one. I think that is one of the biggest issues that I, I, I hate about overtime. Give the players, as long as you have not fouled out. See, to me, Ryan, if you have fouled out in regulation, then you're out of the game. But if you haven't fouled out in regulation, get an additional foul for overtime. That's what I'd like to see. That, that I have actually never heard that before, and that does make a lot of sense. Uh, but, you know, it could affect the history books, too, So you're bringing a player back um, onto the floor. Too. No, no, no. Uh, well, if that player has not fouled out in regulation, I, I don't think it would affect the history books that much. I, I, I don't think that would be an aspect. I just think you're trying to make the game equitable. I mean, when a game gets to overtime, you want the best players on the respective teams on the floor. Now, again, if you use your six fouls during regulation, I don't think you should be allowed in. But we'll see. I, I, I've asked the commissioners that in our meetings that we have in New York every year. I've, I brought that up. And they said it's actually been discussed in the past. What do you think about bumping every player up to seven fouls? Um, that I'm not crazy about. I'm not crazy about that because the I, I most players don't foul out in regulation. So what, let me ask you, why would you do that? To make it equitable. But well, it is if, equitable because everybody has six fouls. Well, it is, but then you're bringing, you're giving somebody that fouled out in regulation an extra foul now and they can come back in the game. No, no, so, no, 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 no. You, you, you have not heard what I've said. I said, if you have fouled out in regulation, you do not, get a chance to come back into the game in overtime. You don't get an extra foul. If you used your six fouls and you fouled out during the first 48 minutes, you're ineligible to return. Okay, I, said I missed that. It, okay. That's okay. If you have not fouled out in the first 48 minutes, then you would get an additional foul for overtime. Perfect. That's, that's, that's what I was asking right there on the back end. So yep. I missed that on the first yep. part. But yeah, that, that makes no a problem. lot of sense. Um, hey, uh, do you ever see, and last question, the NFL, I know they tweaked their overtime rules. Do you see them changing to a college system? And I'm going to give you my take. I don't think they okay. ever will because look at how many points are typically scored and how that will affect gambling and over-unders. And gambling is a huge part of the sport now. Agree. I'm with you. I, I think you hit it right on the head. I think you hit it right on the head. So, so. um I think they're going to keep it the way it is for a while. You know, they tinker with it a couple of times, and I think that they will continue to do that. I mean, when I mean continue to do that, I think they'll continue to stay with the present rules. Very good. All right. Any uh, What kind of right, candy man. are you yep. giving out tonight, Mr. Napier? Uh, that's, a, that's a good question. Uh, where I live, uh, the question is no candy because we don't have trick-or-treaters coming to uh, the uh, condominium here. So I don't, don't have to worry about that. Now, if I want to go out onto the street, and hand out candy, then I can do that. So, you know, I may, I may just do that. You know what I mean? Be, be in the spirit here. Very you know what I'm good. saying? Very good. Hey, uh, you know, come tomorrow, you better start your uh, Christmas shopping. Yes, I know. I have to really <laughs> jump on that. Yes, yes. Thank you for the reminder. I do appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We went uh, shopping to get Halloween decorations yesterday, and uh -huh. all we could find was oh. Christmas stuff. 
There you go. Well, yeah. welcome to our world. Thanks, buddy. All right, buddy. Talk, to, Talk you soon. to you soon. All right, bye. All right, let's get to uh, some more phone calls right here. Jeff, why are you calling me again? I, I need to find out why are you calling me again? You already were on once. All right, if you want to get in on the program, hit your hand icon. See, I want to see what he has to say to me. Why are you calling me again, Jeff? You have to let everyone know here on the app why you're calling again. Game three of the World Series has been postponed. Yes, I was just going to mention that. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. How do you think that's going to impact this well, series? I, I, that's what I was going to ask you. I mean, who does that benefit more pitching-wise? I mean, does that mean Verlander will get uh, – I know Sean was talking about that. Does that mean Verlander might get pushed back to a game six? And, uh, Could be. You know, I mean, he, he hasn't won a World Series game. Look what Pablo did when he was on the Tigers. I don't know if it's – you know, I know he's a the Cy Young, but he just he's snake bit in the in the big games. Yeah, well, it's uh it's interesting to say the least, Jeff, because this is now going to change things around for both ball clubs. So we'll see. Going to be interesting, well, but you know the the World Series that benefited the most ever, I think, with postponement was. No, I don't. Which one? The San Francisco Oakland A's when the earthquake happened. Oh well, yeah, but the Giants, the Giants and the A's that year. The A's were a, uh, I mean, they were a far superior team, were they not? Yeah, but the, the, I know they got to pitch their aces four games in a row, and uh, you know it, it just it, they they would have won the world. They were gonna win. They were they would have won the World Series if they had played a triple header. They would have won the World Series. I mean. They, they were a far better team that year. I mean, the A's were better in almost every position on the field that year, almost. So they would have won that World Series no matter what. I don't think they were – yeah, the earthquake obviously was devastating for everyone that lost their lives, property, had their lives turned upside down. But in terms of sports and on the venue, on the field, the A's were a much, much better team that year, much better team. Well, the Kings are looking like crap. They can't hit the – Sabonis can't – hit the free throw, and Fox shot a free throw. It bounced high off the iron above the backboard, and then it went in. So that's <laughs> But they've already got the second unit in, and they've been down by 10 most of the game. Yeah. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate Bye. it. Bye. Take care. All right. All right. If you want to get in on the program, hit your hand icon. You know, one thing about the NBA really doesn't matter whether you're up by 10 or down by 10 at any point in the first three quarters. You know, in the fourth quarter, I would say it means a little bit, but in the means leads in the NBA mean nothing anymore. They really don't. Uh, I know this is shocking that the Kings have once allowed, once again, allowed a team to score over 30 points in a quarter. Charlotte may score 40 points in this quarter. You know, again, I'm so tired of hearing about Mike Brown and him being a defensive coach and the Kings working on defense. You know, I'm just sick of it. You know, just shut up already. Which, And I'm not telling Mike Brown to shut up. He has to coach the team and, you know, his job is to talk to the media. What I'm, what I'm saying is stop with, stop with this narrative, you know, about the Kings are going to be a defensive team because they hired a defensive coach. The Kings have hired defensive coaches in the past. Doesn't do anything, okay? Doesn't do anything. Kings are not going to be a good defensive team. Uh, it doesn't matter who you have coaching the team, okay? Just that's the way it is. That's the way it is. All right, 157 left in the first quarter, uh, and it is uh, 32-22 uh, in favor of the Hornets. So without LaMelo Ball, without two other players, without Terry Rozier, 
The Hornets already have 32 points on the board with 157 left in the first quarter. All right, I want to hear from you uh, before we move on. Monday Night Football tonight, Cincinnati and Cleveland. Joe Burrow, the quarterback of the Bengals, saying it's a must-win. We got to win this game tonight. I can't really disagree with him. You know, you look at the schedule, or excuse me, the standings uh, in the National Football League, and that division. And we're talking about the AFC North. Baltimore is five and three, and so Cincinnati. Yes, the, the, this is a game that they absolutely have to win. They're taking on a Cleveland team that's two and five, and I'm right with them. That is absolutely correct. Got to win that game. Tennessee is going to win the AFC South. Buffalo is going to win the AFC East, right? Kansas City, in all likelihood, is going to win the AFC West. Philly is going to win the NFC East. Minnesota is clearly going to win the NFC North. And who the hell knows who's going to win the NFC South? Niners are currently 4-4 four and four to Seattle's 5-3. and three. I still think the Niners win that division. But, you know, when you look at the wild cards right now in the NFC, you know, the Giants are 6-2, and two, and unless they fall flat on their face, which I don't think they're going to do, they have Houston and Detroit their next two weeks at home. They're at Dallas on Thanksgiving, and they still have Washington twice. They're going to lose at Minnesota, and they have the Colts at home, and they still have Philly twice. So they'll lose to Philly twice unless Philly has a meaningless game in week 17. So they'll lose to Philly twice. They'll split with Washington. That's one win. They'll beat Houston. They'll beat Detroit. That's three wins. And they got to figure out one more win, maybe the Colts at home. All right? Now, when you look at the Seahawks, all right? All right? You look at the Seahawks and what they have to face. Again, they still have that, that game at home against San Francisco on December 15th is going to be huge for them if they have any hopes at all of winning the division, all right? I mean, if they have any hopes at all of winning that division, that's got to be a must-win game up in Seattle. Now, there's a lot of football between now and then, but, you know, when I'm looking at the Seahawks, who are, you know, they're, they and the Giants are the two surprise teams right now uh, in the NFC. But when I look at their schedule, I mean, they got a tough schedule. They really do. They're at Arizona coming up. The game against Tampa does not look so hard anymore at home. Raiders at home doesn't look very difficult. Then you're at the Rams, home Carolina, home San Francisco, at Kansas City, home Jets, home Rams. They got a tough schedule. Seahawks got a tough schedule. All right, let's get to Waggus. Waggus, how are you today? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good, buddy. Well, you know, obviously, really, I, I think yesterday I saw exactly why Shanahan wanted CMC. Obviously, yep. you know, it was only the Rams. But if he can play like that, we can go anywhere and we, uh, we can win. But I think the issues are still on the defensive end. So I, so I really want to see how this team looks like uh, once we get all that back. Now, I was looking at the schedule yesterday, and you're right, December 15th could be a huge game, right? But, yeah. you know, I, I'm looking at the schedule from there to now. I mean, the Niners could easily go like a – I believe there's six or maybe seven games before that. 
the Niners could easily go six and one. And if they do, do you think that they've got that thing wrapped up then? You know, if they go into that like ten and five, or what do you think is going to be the magic number here? For are you in, in terms of in terms of winning the division or being what seed? Yeah, winning the in division. terms. Of, I think probably eleven. Probably eleven. Yep. Okay. Okay. Yep. Well, I mean, I really hope we do win the division, which I think we will, because they I'm will obviously they're going to win the division. Okay. So, so you got your three. Uh, what is it? Wild cards, right? You probably got two yep. coming out of the NFC East, right? Easily, Dallas and yes. the Giants are going to come out. So you would think that Seattle might sneak in, or do you have any sleeper team that? Because I don't see. No, I mean, there. I, yeah. I, I, I don't. You know, I don't see Green Bay getting hot to you. I, I just don't like how they look right now. No. I don't see them. Um, I mean, could could I see them getting on a run? I really can't. I mean, I could see three teams making the. You're going to have two wild cards in the East. So if Philly wins the division, Dallas and the Giants are probably going to be wild cards, right? I mean, NFC North, only Minnesota. NFC South, I don't really see a team being a wild card. And I could see, I could, you know, and then one wild card in the NFC West. I could easily see that, yes. Yeah, uh, the only team that I think might get in, I I know they lost yesterday, but DeAndre Hopkins is back, and you're right. They're a completely different team, and they yep. have a chance to go down and be up. But obviously, they, I, I believe they got a muff punt, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yep. So that's what caused uh, the Vikings. To they're in a big hole, though. They're, I mean, they're three and five. Yeah. You know, that that that's a lot of ground to make up eight games in to be three and five. Now, when you look at Arizona's schedule, all right, this got to be a must win coming up this week, all right, um, against Seattle. They lost to Seattle a couple of weeks ago up in Seattle. So after Seattle, then they're at the Rams, then they're home San Francisco, they're home Chargers, home New England at Denver, Tampa at Atlanta at San Francisco. I don't see it. I think their schedule is too hard. I don't. I, I don't. I'm. I wouldn't ride with Arizona. I don't think. So. I don't see it happening. Yeah. Um, yeah. And um, and and like I said, I mean, it could be Giants going back up to Seattle. Well, no, because that's only if the Giants. The, the Giants will probably have a better record than Seattle based on how I'm looking at Seattle's schedule and the Giants' schedule. Right. I think that game would probably be in New York because I think the Giants would have a better record. Well, yeah, but if Seattle wins a division, right? Oh, if they win the division. The yeah, but there, I, yeah. I'd, be sh- I, if, I'd be shocked if Seattle wins the division, and I really mean that. I'd be shocked. Right. Okay, so let me ask you this. Who would you uh, – let's just say if the Giants are a wild card team, right? which it's probably going to look like they are going to be one because, yeah, I mean, who knows, right? But let's shift there. Where would you rather see them go and play, in Seattle or in San Francisco? Uh, Seattle, for sure. Uh, easily, okay. much, not even not even close. Uh, they wouldn't beat San Francisco in a game. San Francisco's defense would give the Giants, uh, they would be, the Giants would be lucky to score 10 points in that game. Okay, I mean, it, it'll definitely be interesting. Obviously, you know, uh, I still think the Giants are going to make a run. I mean, uh, you know, you can say whatever you want about their talent. The fact that they're in, in all these games, they're still 6-2, and two, right? So, um, yeah. I, I don't know when they're going to play Philly, but obviously that's that game I'm going to be watching closely. So They're going to get manhandled by Philly. Philly will destroy them. Just watch. They don't match on, up Greg. with Philly. Vegas, <laughs> hey, I'm telling you, they will get destroyed by Philly. They play Philly. Uh, twice in December, 
They play him on December 11th in New York, and then they play him, excuse me, then they play him at the end of the year, January 8th. Now, I'll make this little uh, asterisk, not asterisk, I'll make this little exception. If that game on January 8th is meaningless to Philly, and it could very well be meaningless, they may have the number one seed and everything wrapped up, then I think the Giants would win that game on January 8th at Philly. But if Philly needs to win that game, uh, the Giants will lose two games to Philadelphia. You can take that to the bank. They're, Philly's much better than the Giants. They're much better than the Giants. Much better. You with I me, buddy? It, but you got, you got to understand, you're talking Spanish, right? right? We're, we're always on hope. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't go on hope. I go on, I, I don't go on hope. I go on what I, you know, what's realistic. So we'll see. Hey, buddy, good hearing from you, man. I know. I appreciate it. Thanks very oh, no, much. Thank you. Thank you. Yep, thank you. Bye. All right. The Kings are down at the end of one, 34 to 24. So another dismal quarter defensively for Sacramento. Uh, giving up 34 points in the first quarter. The second quarter uh, is underway. Hey, if you want to get in on the show before we wrap it up, just hit your hand icon uh, and we will put you on. Don't forget that coming up on Wednesday, uh, my YouTube live channel, Jerry Reynolds, will be with me at 3 o'clock Pacific, Friday, 3 o'clock Pacific. Sean Salisbury on my YouTube channel. All right. Love, love talking about the NFL on Mondays. Love it. It's my favorite day of the week. I know people hate Mondays. I love Mondays because you get a chance to talk about all the games. You know, absolutely love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. And there's game tonight. World Series has been postponed. So the weather the rest of the week in Philly looks good. So that should not be an issue, but no game tonight with Houston uh, and Philadelphia. No game tonight. All right. We'll wrap it up. No more. Well, wait a minute. No, we're not going to wrap it up because I can't wrap up a show ever without saying hello to John. (laughs) John, how the hell are you, buddy? Oh, man, I'm busy as hell, Grant. I'm carving pumpkins and my grandkids just came over and I got a tri-tip on the grill. And I just want to. You're a good man. You're a good hey, man. You, I wanted to call and say a happy Halloween, and you wouldn't believe it, but I'm giving out the little chocolate Hershey bars with the almonds. Oh. Because so, that, that's there what you, you were talking about. I don't know. It was last yes. week. Was, uh, yeah, I love Connor, that. I love that. I love Yes. Yes. Yeah, good job that. right there. Good job. You're gonna good job on your part. I think you're going to have to get a box of those for Ryan, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, I am. I did lose that bet. You're 100% correct. All right, I'll save him one. If I see him, I'm just going to give him a mini and say he's going <laughs> to I love it, buddy. I love it. I hope you have a good time tonight. This weekend, I love watching my team's defense get after it and my quarterback start to play well and play between the hash marks and not search for stuff wide. It was fun for me. And, hey, that Giants game, Giants-Seahawks game, that yeah. was a fun game as well, man. Both teams looked looked. Better, uh, better than average, I guess you would say. From what yeah, we have, yeah, they competed. Have, they competed. I mean, you know, I, I think yeah. you know the Giants, the Giants well, Daniel, and the Seahawks are very quit. even. Nobody's There's not a big difference in those teams. I yeah. agree. Nobody's going to quit on either of those coaches. Nope. Nope. Just not happening. Just that was a freaking great hire. A freaking great hire by the Giants. Yep. I wish, I wish uh, he was my coach, obviously. But hey, man, <laughs> what a fun weekend, and uh, I'm. I got to keep carving and cooking. Talk to you in a day or two. See you, John. Have fun tonight, man. That sounds like a great night for you and the grandkids. Have a great time. All right. I'll be back tomorrow at 
4 o'clock Pacific. Thank you so much. Really appreciate you joining us right here on Listen Up. So long, everybody.